Buongiorno, buon pomeriggio, e buonasera, Lazio world. Welcome to our instant reaction pod. Consider this your stoppage time as we review Lazio versus Frosinone in a big 3-1 victory. All three points, back-to-back wins. I am your host, Sean McIntosh, joined by guest Bobby Meehan. Bobby, welcome back, and... Uh, Nice to chat after three points. How the hell are you doing? I am doing supremely well compared to what I was feeling in the first 65 minutes of that game. But uh, but yeah, man, it's a, it's a great day, and I appreciate you having me back on. Yeah, and it uh, it definitely was, I, I don't want to say a tale of two matches, um, but, uh, you know, it, it it's one that required um, a, a pen and, and us going down to really change the course of what we saw. So... Let's jump right into this. Um, you know, Lazio playing at home, Stadio Olimpico, last match of the year. And, uh, you know, we, we, we see a couple um, interesting notes in the starting 11. I, I posted a tweet um, earlier today. It was time for the new kids to step up. We saw the likes of Kamada, Tati, and Pellegrini all making their starts today. Um, that's not even noting Gila, who at this point is a wily veteran, um, marked the 300th club appearance for Felipe Anderson. And in the first seven to 10 minutes, I thought there was an incredibly lively pace to the match. Tati, Felipe linking up, uh, as usual, we're pressing high, we're winning the ball, we're countering quickly but uh, really failed to deliver in the final third. We see a first half kind of end with with not a ton happening. You and I had texted prior um, that it was a bit of a snooze fest and, and, you know, by and large, really the the missing product from Lazio in that final third leading to that disappointing first half. And then second half starts and – and, and it starts with the substitution of Felipe coming off for Isaacson. And then in the 58th minute, there is a handball on Genduzzi. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not one to, to typically cry a, about a, a call, but I, I, I thought this one was unjust. It, it most definitely was a handball if there wasn't a ton of pushing and shoving. And I thought it was clear that Ganduzi was fouled prior to that happening. And so I thought that uh, the ref taking it to VAR would have seen that there was a foul beforehand. So I, I, I thought it, he was hard done. Um, but uh, Frosinone steps up and 58th minute, we're down 1-0. And we've been in this position. We've seen this team kind of cower and um, and fail to score goals and, I was, I was worried about this, but uh, the match changed at that point, and we did see a new Lazio press and continue to push forward. Isaacson and Tati both doing their part. And then in the 70th minute, we see Isaacson play a high lob into the box, and Tati, with a beautiful header, kind of dinks it over the keeper to tie this one at one. And... We, we see Lazio come to life with not even two minutes on the clock uh, added. And, and, and we go up 2-1 with, again, Tati 
really pouncing on a mistake by Frosinone, charging up the middle of the pitch, laying it off to Isaksen, who finishes it cleanly. And then in the 84th, to add to this, to seal the victory, <laughs> to allow us to end the year without a panic attack off of, of a Zakani <laughs> corner. Tati kind of heads it, seems to bounce right into Patrick, who finishes it as cleanly as Chido Immobile to give us a 3-1 victory and all three points that sees us ever so slowly. But uh, it is movement up the Serie A table with Napoli also dropping points today. Unfortunately, Fiorentina came away with a late winner against Torino. But we see Lazio now eighth in the table, 27 points, one behind Napoli at 28 um, this is it. We're recording this on December 29th. Roma has yet to play Juve in a big match. So, um, they're also currently at 28 points. So, uh, despite dropping a ton of matches that we don't want to see us drop, we've, um, now won two in a row, two must win matches and, um, and we're in a fight. And, uh, so here we are, Bobby, give me your three words or less for this one where's this been um you know for me it was one that i texted you as soon as we went down one nothing just hoping that that this would open the game up and at that they they did exactly that i think that they came to realize that they can't keep playing scared they can't keep playing timid they can't keep uh you know holding back and playing not to lose and, and at that point they literally did have nothing to lose they just had to go for it um yeah, so for me, it was where's this been because I feel like it has been uh, an eternity since I've seen like an attacking performance like that um, when it when it really came down to it. Yeah, um, we, we mentioned this one coming to life and, and and really, you know, it it all sort of changed with the penalty. I, I think that was probably the biggest catalyst. Um, Isaacson playing a huge role, but, huge. but my three words were were. Tati turned up, and I think in in hope you know, there's there's a, a weight lifted off of his shoulder. Um, you know, I, I, we get the comment here on YouTube uh, from Taz eleven oh nine. Love that jersey, Sean. In honor of Tati, I hope I am wearing an Argentina kit uh, for those listening to the audio version. Indeed, in honor of Tati Castellano. So my three words: Tati turned up. Tremendous, tremendous job today. You know, I've, I've, I've argued, I don't want to say argue, but you know, I've, I've gotten into the discussion with a couple of folks on Twitter and um, that have likened him to Murici. And, you know, he, he's had some really tough misses and, and it's easy to get disappointed in a young player. He doesn't have a history with the club. So mm -hmm. when Cheeto struggles, it's um, we can lean on a history of all the positive moments and, um, and Tati doesn't have that, but you know, I, I've just been so keen uh, and, and really harped on all the positive he's done. Like, yes, he is a striker. He needs to finish his chances. Mm -hmm. But for me, I, I can be hopeful because he's done so many other things. Well, he's linked yeah. up his effort, you know, first of all, he's, he's that I want to see that we all love our players that are going to give 110%. And despite struggling to bag his goals, he's given that. And today was just, you felt for him. You saw the players around him celebrating a little bit extra because they knew what it meant. Mm -hmm. And so 
you know, for me, that just gave a whole new life. It's like the second he scored, um, man, we, we pressed even further and we played for each other. We played for each other, yeah. right? He, he lays off that beautiful ball for Isaacson, yep. unselfish play. And then, you know, Isaacson maybe a little bit too unselfish, yeah. um, you know, in, in laying a ball off for Tati who finishes uh, only to be ruled offside. So, mm-hmm. um, but again, you, you, you at least love to see the players coming together in yeah. that way. Yeah, hundred percent. And, you know, I think the other, um, you know, the other three words I can use to describe it is credit to sorry. Um, you know, we've been very critical of him on here over the last month, month and a half or so. Um, I texted you too, like right away that, uh, the fact that he didn't wait, he waited immediately. It was immediate in terms of, uh, in terms of bringing his accent on like Felipe after the first 25 minutes just completely fell off a cliff. Um, and he knew that, you know, we couldn't afford to drop points to this team at home again in this similar sort of a situation. Um, and he's accent within a minute of, uh, of coming on lays the ball off for Pellegrini, which like, I wanted that ball to hit the back of the net so bad, uh, in like the 45th or 46th minute, whatever it was. Uh, but the subs had a huge impact on, on the game today. And it was one that to your point, I think it's the first time that you've seen them like play for each other and just say like, you know what? screw it. Like if we go down, we go down, but we're, we're not going to go down without a fight, which was just awesome to see. Yeah. Well, where, where did you, because here's, here's an interesting comment uh, from Patrick on here. And, and I made a note, at least on my thoughts, but where, where do you think the match was won? Do you think um, Vecino entering and, and Kamada leaving? Do you think that was your your moment where the match changed? Again, for me, it was by and large. I think it, the catalyst was the the penalty. Yeah, I would agree. Going 100%. down, you know, yeah. and 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 I just saw a difference in 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 what that team um, looked like post goal once yeah. once tati got that off it just seemed like there was a, a more confidence exuding from everybody yeah so- you could you could almost feel like like the weight you could just almost see it like they had just shed like 50 pounds off of their backs from from going through that and it was one that they were just they were playing free they were playing fluid it was it was really it was awesome to watch uh but for me it absolutely was was immediately after the penalty of saying like all right you know what well we got 30 minutes to go to go fix this and you know we might go down but we're we're, we're gonna roll with it so yeah that was it for me yeah also, and, and look three goals which um do, doesn't happen frequently with with this squad this season but it could have been 5-1 we yeah. mentioned you know Isaacson being a little too unselfish but Tati had a tremendous opportunity I mean Look, the, the thing that's also uh, that I've been really positive about him is he's he's also been unlucky, like mm-hmm. to an extreme. The, the the chance he took at the end of this match is is a goal in any other situation. I mean, tremendous strike off of a volley, really tough to do. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, keeper makes a save, and um, and and again, we, we could have been in a position of being up five one. So it's mm-hmm. it's nice to see. Uh, we, we've talked a lot about Tati. We mentioned Isaacson. Who who is your man of the match? Um, I think it would be hard to go with with anybody other than Tati for today. Just the way that he he played all the way through. Um, so for me, that's that's who I would give it to. Yeah, no no questions for me. It it was Tati. You you love to see it. Um, he's he's obviously put in a ton of work. This was a big moment. We know Cheeto is out for a month. You know and and really really tough um so it it, it was without question isaacson gets a big shout mm-hmm. out 
um, was was tremendous in this one. I'll say um, <coughs> it, it's it's uh, it's not going to be long before he takes that starting spot. I think. Yeah, and I think the other the other ones that we have to give a shout out to are are the back four in Provedo too because. For me, I'll be honest. When I when I looked at the the lineup and saw Patrick and Morosic on the same side of the field, I I was a little bit terrified. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but um, but yeah, I mean they they played well. Pellegrini coming into the team had an exceptional game. I mean, gutted for yeah. him. I hope that he's able to come back quickly. Um, and you know, Gila again has just been he for me. He's been a revelation in terms of coming into the team. It looks like he's played here for years and years and years. I mean, for me, I had the note of they were they were breaking on a counter in like the thirty fourth or thirty fifth minute. Um, you know, he's one on one, and he makes a huge tackle to break that up and and start the attack going the other way for sure. For me, pre, you know, preventing a, a a very dangerous scoring chance. So I have to give a huge shout out to uh, to the back four and and Providel as well. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Pellegrini. Willie also sharing my sentiments on YouTube. He says, I feel for Pellegrini. I also feel for Kamada. He isn't taking his chances, but still they really didn't give him any service. So just a quick note on Pellegrini. I Honestly, first half, I had him as as my player of the first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was tremendous. I, I thought, one, he did really well in supporting the attack. Mm-hmm. He made a couple really nice runs. His free kick was fantastic, something that we've been um, desperately in need of, particularly with um, Luis, Luis Alberto struggling you know, with his set pieces. I thought he played really smart in defense, yep. made every right pass. Um it's it's god i hope this is not serious because this happened earlier in the year where he gets a start in champions league gets hurt and then you know it's it's back to um the the back of the rotation and waiting and biding for his time so let's just hope this isn't anything serious because for me it's it's a no-brainer at this point he has that's his spot good every single yeah. time there and the, no the link up play with the link up play with Sakanyi seemed like it's just like Fantastic. natural yep. like they've been playing and forever Sakanyi too Sakanyi so. is another player who played incredibly well who grew into this match he just kept putting his head down kept attacking blistering runs uh putting a pressure on a defense you know it, it it's Again, we struggled. They all struggled in the final thirds. Akani had his moments where mm-hmm. he could have done something a little bit better. Um, the main know, concern there, there with Akani some... for me is is that he's diving a little bit too much. Like he's looking to to you know to get a call if something's not happening, which I guess you can kind of take as like, well, he's trying to make something happen. Uh, but for me, he's such a talented player. He's strong. He's fast. Like just get up and get on with it. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, you know, and and look again in the, in the 69th minute, there was a moment where blazing solo run beats a couple guys mm-hmm. gets into the box cuts it back only to be met by a second defender who steals the ball and mm-hmm. you know that was a, a really you know prior to us scoring and that was a minute before Tati scored it was it was a moment where I just put my head down I'm like you know he does everything so well to, to beat everybody and mm-hmm. you know it really was like getting into the box was was our black hole yeah everything went to die we would do yeah. everything up to that point you know Tati, how many times in, in this match alone did he take a ball and he would he would he would turn? He had a couple world class moments, you know, mm-hmm. turn, beat a defender, make a perfect pass, uh, and then Felipe would just completely blunder, you know, a, 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 the final ball, and it was like anywhere near the box or in the box, yeah. we just lost our minds. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And I think even even just before that too for Zakanya as well. There's a three on two in the sixty fourth. Um, great lead pass from Zakanya. And you know, to your point of we finally get one. We're sitting at the top of the eighteen, and Kamada decides to like pull a dummy and hope that it goes all the way through to to Isaacson instead of just putting it in the back of the net or just taking a shot. Um, I mean, that's that that was really tough for me to see for for Kamada. I feel like he's lacking supremely in confidence. I feel like all of you know, we keep trying to hype up the he's got an opportunity to step up and be the creative maestro in, in midfield. And for me, he's just he's just not delivering on on what you know on what we all hope and, and want him to be able to do. So let's talk about it. Who who was your bidone of the match? Yeah, for me it was between um, it was between Felipe and it was between Kamada. So uh, I mean, I think that you have to by default give it to Felipe because he didn't make it to the second half. Um, but if it weren't Felipe, then uh, then Kamada would be my would be my second choice. Yeah, Kamada was a no brainer. He was my be- or, sorry, uh, Felipe was the no brainer. Yeah. He was my bidone without a doubt. Um, you know, and and, and again he he does a lot of good things and he wins the ball back first few minutes of the match you know he's he's he does well in pressing but uh our struggle right now is that final third mm-hmm. and and he was a black hole in that area yep. so many times he would just fail to deliver a good ball it was like he was closing his eyes and trying to cross it in you know on the note of kamada you know kamada was absolutely invisible no doubt. Uh, but I was getting just as frustrated for Kamada as he was. Mm-hmm. There was a moment in the 19th minute. He makes a run across the field to his right, right in front of Felipe, wide open, makes the nice run, and and no pass. And yeah. what does Felipe do? Swings the ball in, and it's an immediate turnover. Mm-hmm. And you see Kamada throw his head back, right? Yeah. No, nothing more... Um, frustrating for an attacker when you make the run, when mm-hmm. you're open and you don't get the service. And there was a few moments like that. So there's clearly a lack of trust. Something's not there. But uh, but but Kamada did a couple of those things that were right. And and Felipe was unfortunately on the other side, not delivering the ball. So for me, he he earns the bidone yeah. today. And, and the good news is there weren't a lot of contenders for this award. It, it yep. was a, a pretty clean match. If, if we can come out of it and say, all right, uh, you know, a, a tough first half from Felipe is our bidone winner with no real mistakes. And, you know, uh, if it weren't for a penalty, we would have come out of this with a clean sheet. And I shared my thoughts on the penalty. So um, I, I don't really blame Ganduzi for that. So, you know, all in all, pretty, pretty positive. Yeah. Um, and it's one that, you know, it's a, a theme of, you know, I know you want to say it does, it's not necessarily a tale of two halves, but life comes at you fast um, because, you know, we're, we're also texting during the game, you know, joking that like I shouldn't be ever coming back on the pod because every time that every time that I do, we're, we're coming back and we're talking from a negative situation. And then five minutes later, we're up and up and uh, up and running again. So it's uh, yeah, it was it was it was super great to see. Um, I mean, it just it's one of the more entertaining games that I can remember this season. We've had a lot a lot more bad stuff to talk about than good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's weird for me going into a weekend knowing that like Lazio are not going to, they're not going to ruin any of my weekend this weekend. So it's, yeah, I'm very excited for it. Well, yeah, if, if, you know, for me, if I'm thinking of the biggest positives we can take away, 
We're heading into a new year. This is a nice way for us to remember Lazio closing this out. Um, we, we've got we've got a, a week, a little over a week off. They'll play again against Udinese on Sunday, January 7th. An Udinese side that currently sits 17th in the table. You know, I, I feel good. Um, back-to-back victories mm-hmm. and it's it's more than the victory it is how we played Correct. and how we turned it around and I think you can really start seeing a future mm-hmm. if you look at how Tati played you looked at Isaacson you look at Pellegrini didn't even mention Rovella who was absolutely fantastic yeah, and, and super solid know, today I think I think he's going to be a player um, one, it's I'm already shouting and calling for him, and Spalletti better include <laughs> him in in any upcoming friendlies or fixtures that the national team is going to be playing ahead of Euros because he's he's not he's not a future player. He's a player today, and yeah. so much of what he does is is going to be underrated because he's not going to stack up a ton of assists or goals. But there was a couple moments in this one where. Frosinone had chances. Um, there was 49th minute. Frosinone has the ball really at the top of the box and players lining up to take a crack at it. And out of nowhere, Pellegrini lunges in, mm-hmm. wins the tackle, eliminates all threats. And he did that time and time again. Massive. And he is just so massive. So I think about where this team is going, right? We obviously don't have Sergei Milinkovic Savic. We we kind of see you know, the, the decline of Cheeto and, and, you know, he's, he's up, he's getting up there in age. So Mm -hmm. it's not a secret that that was going to happen at some point. I I still think he's a, you know, has a a big role to play in Mm -hmm. this year. Um, But, uh, but we've got these young guns coming in and now you have Gila who looks like a really solid player. Romagnoli is going to come back from injury and, and just, it starts to look a little bit more promising. Mm-hmm. We've got some work to do in a transfer window in which we never really do a ton. But mm-hmm. I think if we start giving some of these younger guys um, more starts and start phasing out some of the older players, I, I think we can at least see a project continue forward. So um, I, I just, I, I don't know. I feel really positive. How, how do you, Same. I know we always throw out a panic meter. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, what's your, what's your positivity meter? Yeah, right? no positivity meter is through the roof right now. And it might just be recency bias, but I think that the, the other thing that's important to note is that we have five games in January, right. And they're back to back to back. So like going into, going into January, if you would have asked me this like two or three weeks ago, I would have felt super, super nervous going into that, knowing that we don't really have the, you know, the capacity to, to rotate because if our senior guys aren't stepping up, then like the kids may not be able to do that. Like I feel completely fine knowing that we've got, you know, such a busy January coming up. It really does though, put a lot of emphasis on the Udinese and the Lecce game after that, because it doesn't get any easier when you go back to back against uh, Napoli and, and Atalanta. So um, the next, two, three weeks are going to be like pivotal in terms of, uh, in terms of where we finish this season. Oh, absolutely. Uh, going into this stretch, it said it had to be four wins in a row, which is really, really tough for any side, let alone Lazio and regardless mm-hmm. of opponent, but knowing the matches that we have after that, it, it truly is um, all three points have to be taken. And, and, and that's it. Look, if we want to keep top four hopes alive, right? right? Like it just, We've got to do it. And 
you know, fortunately the teams ahead of us are all kind of playing each other. So yep. it is an opportunity that we've got to grasp, but, uh, but here we are closing out 2023 in positive fashion. Um, a great way to close this year out. Uh, we'll be back of course, to cover all of these matches. It's been a, a lot of fun. You know, we kind of kicks re kickstarted this podcast, uh, in 2023, the growth uh, just in a couple months has, has been incredible. We appreciate all of the support. You know, we're on YouTube. If you like what you see, give us a subscribe. Um, helps us in 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 many many ways. Um, we're on all social media platforms. We're on audio podcasts. So uh, show us some love there. It uh, it'll mean the world to us and. Going into 2024, we hope to cover uh, more and more. You know, we've got the instant reactions. Uh, anytime there's any big signings or big news, we, we like to cover that. But uh, we appreciate all the love, all the support. And uh, at the end of the day, sempre forza Lazio. Lazio.